This is a part of the Aggie Radio Show Network. Hi, I'm Caleb Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. Did you know that what goes on in your mind is the reason for everything you experience in life? For your anxiety, for the money you make, your major, your relationships, reaching your goals, even the feelings you feel. So why is no one talking about it? As a college student, a Latter-day Saint, and a certified life coach, I'm speaking up and talking about our thoughts and teaching you how to manage your mind. Because the secret is, you aren't alone in what you think. Your thoughts are totally relatable. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? You're listening to episode freaking 59 of Relatable Thoughts, and it's amazing. I'm blown away by your support, by you continuing to come here when your lives are just so busy, and you know, being patient with me, of course, and being patient with your own selves and your own brains as you tell yourself a bunch of excuses and recognizing that what you're learning here, you know, you might not agree with everything, you might not believe everything, but it's not about that. It's about believing in yourself. And you're amazing, again, for taking these steps. I just have to get that out there. Reminding yourself you're amazing. Like, you're here for a reason. You're amazing. That's it. That's really all you need to get from this episode, basically, is recognizing you're amazing and feeling that. And we're going to dive into that. But I want to make an offer to you is that if you want to be even more amazing, potentially, um, you could share how amazing this podcast makes you feel on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review talking about your honest opinion, how it makes you feel, or even more importantly, I would say, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who needs it in their life, because I know we all have someone in their life who could use a little bit of love, as Weezer puts it. There's a great new song, and everyone should go listen to it. It's pretty good, a little bit of love. Everyone could use a little bit more love for themselves. And so this episode, if you are like, dang, I agree, well, put it down, put your opinion down, put it in that review, affirm to yourself in that review and invest in that and affirm to someone else that, hey, check this out. Like you got to you got to listen to this, basically. I don't know. It's kind of fun. I, I honestly think that'll work. And so you should go do that. Um, but anyway, change is upon us. April is here. Um, and for a lot of us as students, that means things kind of get busier where life is just getting busy, busy, busy. And that's okay. It is for me. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot to do. And it's only gotten better, in my opinion. I kind of like life when it's busy. It's kind of chaotic. It's kind of messy. But at the same time, I love the thrill. I love being able to do things. I love seeing kind of the end results of all that I've put in my investment in my time, in my schooling, in my research, in my job, and especially in this podcast and the, and the life coaching that I do. And as a demonstration of that time and investment and to help you get through, I don't want to say get through the month of April, but to help you enjoy, I think, the month of April, I'm doing a webinar, a webinar every Tuesday. Time kind of varies. I'm trying to probably aim for 8 p.m. basically, but sometime in the evening, I'm doing a live Zoom webinar of teaching you how to break up with negative patterns, basically. These negative patterns that are holding you back from the kind of success that you want, but more importantly, the kind of success and just loving and being yourself. And we just had a great one um, this last week. It was how to break up with your negative self-talk. And it was amazing. Honestly, I'm blown away with what we were able to uncover, what we were able to discover together and learn 
um, about our own selves and how important it is to kind of break up with this negative habit. And so so to help explain to you how amazing this is, I got um, um, someone who's wonderful who attended. Her name is Jocelyn Kent. She um, wanted to give her testimonial, and I think she's amazing for doing it. But basically, this is what she had to say about the webinar. Kayla's webinar on breaking up with negative self-talk opened my eyes to the negative self-talk I had been engaging in for years. I really loved what he had to say about the key to having more self-confidence is to love and accept all of you. I also loved how he talked about the control we have on our own experiences in our lives. I was so inspired by the content that I decided to take the first step to breaking up with my negative self-talk. I encourage you all to check out this content because what you may find could change the way you feel and think about your life. Wow. Thank you, Jocelyn, first off. You're amazing, and it's amazing to see the progress that you've made, but also each and every one of you, breaking up with negative self-talk is possible. Breaking up with whatever the next habit that I'm talking about is possible because it's all going to be centered on you, your connection with yourself. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. But if you want to learn more, I'll have links in the bio. Check out and sign up for that webinar. You'll get an announcement for it. And if you even can't attend live, that's totally fine. You'll get a recording. And I promise you, it might be the greatest thing that you listen to because of the impact it can have on your life. Not because I'm an amazing speaker by any means. I think I'm pretty good, honestly. But that's just me connecting with me. You have to find out for yourself and discover how are you connecting with yourself. So today, I want to dive into the topic of why we aren't loving ourselves. One of my most popular episodes is about self-love. It's like uh, huge um, compared to a lot of the other episodes. And it makes sense. It makes sense to me because it's, I believe in our world, we don't have enough self-love. We don't have enough love in general, but we think it's because of the things around us, our world basically, that is creating this lack of love basically because of all the terrible things that are going on when it's always a choice to love. And love is a feeling, meaning that love is something that is always felt internally. It's not something that can be projected onto other people. I believe love can be a great influence and that someone else's love can impact us, but only when we are willing and able and only especially when we are ready for that kind of connection because we have already begun to establish that connection within ourselves. And so we're going to dive into it. But there's this great quote. Um, his name is Scott Barry Kaufman. He's on the wonderful podcast. It's the Rich Roll podcast. He was talking about transcendence. Um, the specific episode number, if anyone is curious, was like 669. Freaking ton of episodes, but amazing, inspiring. Um, but he talked about, because he's a psychologist, that disconnection from the self in our society is epidemic. It's epidemic, and we can see it because of all the results that are being created in the world around us, all this negativity. Well, I do believe that that kind of negativity that we're looking at is also being perceived by us. But at the same time, like you can see the kinds of results that people are getting. And if we were in their mindset, basically, like if we were that kind of person, we would recognize like, hmm, where's the disconnect basically? Why am I getting these kinds of results in my life that I don't really like necessarily? So like, and the, the results can be like, I mean, it's not like success and achievement is correlated to self-love. I mean, it is, in my opinion, but there's a different kind of definition when it comes to accomplishment and success. 
I believe many of you, including myself, like in high school, strived after success, strived after that high, that feeling, because you wanted to please someone. You wanted to perform for someone. You wanted that kind of satisfaction of, oh, well, maybe they'll love me for that. Not to say that any of our parents did that necessarily, but we weren't basically emotionally manipulating ourselves to perform because we felt like love had to be satisfied by a requirement, basically. That in order to deserve love, it had you had to meet a standard, basically. So like if I reached a certain grade, basically, guarantee of love, basically, or guarantee of appreciation, confidence, pride from other people, and then that translated into from ourselves, basically. So this is why we see an epidemic when it comes to like people succeeding, like doing amazing things, like, you know, getting amazing grades in school or getting the career that they want of their dreams or being able to, um, I don't know, just like wow people in like a public speaking thing, but still after the event, beat themselves up for it, saying, I could have done better with this. This could have been better. I should have done this. Honestly, that was not good. I wasn't good enough. Like all of these thoughts come in and affect the person's viewpoint of the experience when the experience itself might have been totally different for someone in the audience or someone observing. And when we observe successful people, we're like, oh my gosh, they have it all. And then we start to not love ourselves because we think that they have everything and we don't have anything and we're they're happy and we're not when in fact they're not happy and they think maybe we are. And it's all because of the things. And it's not because of the things. That's the truth of it. It's because collectively we all have brains. <laughs> we all have a muffin head inside our head. And I want to bring Muffin Head back because I love him. I'm, in, I'm working to embrace him more, meaning like talking about him more and just being like, he's an awesome guy. Like, I mean, I got merch of him now. He's awesome. And when I say awesome, it's just he's an excellent representation of what is going on inside of our heads, especially when it comes to love. Your Muffin Head believes that the only way to get love and change and grow and progress and to be safe is to change things about us that we need something that we lack and that we need to fix that basically about ourselves. Like that there is something identifiably wrong with each of us. I can imagine that each and every one of us have had an experience. Maybe we don't remember it. Maybe it was subconscious, but we can search deep down where we thought something is wrong with me, that there's something inside of me that's just not worth loving like it's ugly and it's dark and it's cringy it's because of i don't know maybe an ugly thought that we had about other people maybe it was judgmental maybe it was about ourselves and it was hurtful maybe it just you know was mean or rude or lustful or uh, prideful or selfish any of these terms that we decided and then we just were like our muffin head was like whoa you're not allowed to think that whoa like hey I think there's something wrong with you. I think we need to fix something. <laughs> now, the reason I call it Muffin Head, even though I was being serious right there, is because it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. Our Muffin Head is dense. <laughs> it's full of air. It's a toddler. It doesn't know what it's doing. It's young and naive because it's protected us from dangers like back in the caveman days when we were primitive and by primitive, I mean where we just had to satisfy our basic needs and wants. Excellent. It keeps us alive. 
Um, if we go to like Maslow's hierarchy, like we have to satisfy our needs. Basically, that primitive brain does an excellent job of satisfying our needs. Make sure we're fed. It makes sure we have shelter. It makes sure we feel needed and loved. Because it thinks all that comes from outside of us. You know, food is outside of you. Satisfaction, therefore, is outside of you. Because if food satisfies your hunger, then, well, your emotional hunger must therefore be satisfied by things outside of you. Naturally falls in that. That's the logic that your muffin head follows. That's not the case in this case. That's why it's funny. It's so funny that our brain creates this idea of logic that in order to be better and in order to love ourselves or get to a place of loving ourselves and being satisfied with where we're at, we have to beat ourselves up. We are not allowed to love ourselves now. And in fact, we don't deserve to love ourselves now because we are bad. Now, I don't want any of you to feel bad for having this thought. Totally fine. We all have this thought. You and me, the person sitting next to you, the person listening in the car with you, if they are and they're like, I have no idea what this guy is talking about, trust me, it's true. It's true. Each and every one of us as human beings undergo the same darn thing. <laughs> so what I offer to my brain when these things begin to happen and what I offer to each and every one of you when your muffin head is like, yeah, this is what's happening, why shouldn't we love ourselves? Why shouldn't we offer ourselves satisfaction? And abundance and joy. What's stopping us basically from doing that? And honestly, pay attention to the thoughts that come in response because your muffin head is going to offer a lot of logic. A lot of common logic is that it's selfish. It's selfish to love yourself or it's pleasurable and you're not allowed to enjoy pleasure. You're not allowed to enjoy feeling good. You might even think it's wrong to love yourself because there's a definitive flaw in yourself that is not allowed to be loved. You might just think that it just naturally happens. Like I should just naturally be able to love myself as a human being. Like it should just occur and I don't have to work on it. Or you might not just see the benefit in doing it. Or you in fact see the consequence of doing it as you will never change. And you will then never get better. You will never reach the state that you're looking for. You'll never be able to reach your potential if you give yourself slack. That like love and loving yourself is like slack. Like you're just like giving yourself an excuse. Um, you're like ah, like getting getting away with it basically is what I would always say. That's what my brain's always offered. Like, well, then we're going to get away with this terrible thing that we did. Or we'll get away with like being a terrible person basically. But is any of that true? Is any of that really true? And I'm going to offer some honest arguments, but deep down, searching your soul, breathing into it, is that any of it true? Are you really not allowed to love yourself? The answer is definitively no. You are 100% allowed to love yourself. And in fact, you deserve to love yourself. In fact, the default nature of human beings, of our souls, should be to love ourselves. In fact, it is to love ourselves. Yet, we have cluttered it. We have complicated it we have covered it and our muffin head has said that our default is in fact the opposite that our default is shame our default is guilt our default is not being able to love and that we have to earn it back when in fact it's always been within us so like i want to address this idea of love being selfish is it selfish to love yourself a lot of people might say yes honestly to that and that's fine maybe it is selfish i don't know like it could be it could really be selfish, but 
let's not think about what it is or what we think it might be. Let's just think about what are the consequences of love. A lot of people think, well, if I choose to take the time to love myself or set boundaries with people, basically, or say like, hey, like, I don't appreciate um, having this happen to me, basically, or I'm choosing to love myself in this situation. I'm choosing to celebrate and honor myself. I'm choosing to just relish in that it means like we're not going to be able to help other people or that we're so focused on ourselves that we're not focused on other people. But here's the thing, though. What is the result of love? The result of love is always more love. So when you think the thought like I love myself, you feel love. When you feel love, what are you motivated to do? You're honestly motivated, in my opinion, to do a lot. You are motivated to do a heck of a ton, basically, <laughs> That's such a funny heck of a ton. <laughs> Basically, you when you love yourself, you are able to just give of yourself because you already I love me. Great. Like, let's put myself out there. Let's put myself on the stage like I love myself. Nothing can hurt me, basically. And it's true because when you are the only one capable of hurting yourself. And so if you're not hurting yourself, nothing can hurt you emotionally. And so. You put yourself out there, you put yourself in in this idea of abundance of love, and you share that love, and therefore more love is begotten inside of you and in other people probably. This is what Brene Brown had to say. I love this quote. It is an amazing quote. I just found it right before this episode, and I'm so glad. And it has to do with connection, connection with ourself, because that is what it means to love ourselves is to be connected with it. She said, I don't think there's anything more important in terms of changing our mind, my mind, than this. Our connection to other people is only as solid as our connection to ourself. Our connection to other people is only as solid as our connection to ourselves. It's so true. It is fantastically, amazingly the truth. That when you learn to love yourself, that your connection with other people is automatically exponentially better and wonderful. This is the concept, going back to that psychologist, Scott Barry Kaufman, he talks about healthy selfishness. And that it's, in fact, quite healthy to care about yourself. That the idea of selfishness is is not being like putting yourselves over other people or depriving other people. It is giving yourself abundance so that abundance can be given to other people. And it in fact goes vice versa. There is a paradox when we are giving so much of ourselves to the point where it becomes unhealthy and like, like really bad for our health that we begin to be selfish in that moment because we think that we are the ones in charge of other people's destiny and in charge of their control in charge of their safety and well-being, And that we like, Without us giving, the universe would stop spinning about its axis, basically. That's like a gross exaggeration, but that's truth. If that we aren't giving, basically, if we just kind of take the time to to give to ourselves, everything around us is going to crumble apart, which is saying that you have power over that, which, in fact, you don't. You don't have any power over that. Like, if you chose to just focus on yourself, you, in fact, would probably see more power come into how you work and interact with the people around you, with your family, who you love, and who you want to just only show more love to. If you want to show more love to someone, go inside. Love is within you, not without you. Meaning love is inside. It's not in the things that you necessarily are missing or lacking. It's already within you. So truly, in my opinion, love is a choice. As we say in Dan in real life, 
love is an ability. Love is an ability that we just simply choose to exercise because it's already within us and therefore we just have to say to ourselves and tell ourselves to access it. How do we access love? We communicate to ourselves, hey, I love me. Hey, I don't want to deprive myself anymore. I am already good just as I am. Because when we sit in love and abundance for ourselves, love for everything about us, then that's when the gears start to switch and we can choose something different for our lives, not because we love it necessarily any different, but we would love to exercise that potential that's within us and we feel a calling to it. Whatever goal or thing you want to change, it's not a matter of changing your core worth so you can feel loved. It's a matter of simply, I want to exercise my potential. If you have a business, you want to exercise your potential. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. If you want to exercise, gain a healthy body to gain muscle or to lose fat or any of these things that we often obsess about because I'm not able to love my body, my container of my soul, basically, unless it looks a certain way, a way that is defined by society. And it's not even defined by us. It's only created in our minds as being right and worthy of love. That doesn't need to change. It doesn't need to change ever. We get the opportunity to change it, to work it, because we feel like, hey, this is where my potential is calling me. This is where my soul is calling me. Hey, this is how I want to exercise self-love to myself and show myself, hey, I love myself for the way I am, and I want to give myself even more of that love and abundance by choosing to exercise and live up to my potential, what my soul is calling me to do. I'm loving talking about this. This is amazing because it's just like giving myself a warm hug. This is what I needed two years ago, four years ago, six years ago about everything. I've been through every single struggle when it comes to basically needing to change myself. I felt like I needed to change myself in order to be better with friends. I was a loser, basically. I felt I needed to change my body because I was too big and that my clothes would just like stick out. And I didn't like the way I looked, basically. I thought I wasn't worthy of love. I thought I was a weirdo. I thought my mind just worked freakishly weird and I thought I would talk too fast. All these things that I thought were bad are in fact now my greatest strengths. They're my greatest strengths now because I choose to embrace it all and I choose to love it all. Now this process of loving yourself is not simply just you just turn on a switch necessarily. It can easily be like that. But sometimes it's really difficult because we've held on so long to negative self-talk and it's really hard to just tell ourselves, our brain, hey, we love everything about ourselves. That seems kind of ridiculous. And your muffin head's going to be like, that's ridiculous. We don't believe that logic. You have to feed logic that it will understand and logic that it will comprehend and grasp little by little, like a ladder. One thing that's really interesting is like, maybe there are parts of yourself that you don't love. Okay. But isn't there some things that you already do love about yourself? I dare you to stare in the mirror and tell yourself three things you love about yourself. Just three things. I promise you, you can find three things if you really try. If you can't, try harder. (laughs) I know if you dig deep, you can find three things. Three things, just look at yourself openly and honestly and be like, I love this about myself. Like, I love the way my hair looks. It's amazing. I love the way that I am on this podcast right now, being vulnerable with each and every one of you. And I personally love the way I talk. I think it's amazing. I think I just love it. It's it's amazing the way I talk. And because of that love and for myself, I'm putting myself 
out there and helping people and choosing to express myself in a manner that's selfless because I was maybe, quote unquote, selfish. I would say, honestly, selfless because it's hard. Loving yourself can seem difficult. It can seem totally opposite to what you think is the right natural way to go. And so it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel awkward to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, these are the three things that I love and appreciate about you. Or you can even just go, I accept this about myself. Even if I don't like it, like I accept it. It's me. I still deserve this kind of love. Another great idea that I love is just like even the parts that are negative that we don't love about ourselves, we can choose to love the fact that our brain thinks that we shouldn't love these things. We can just be like, "Mm, I kind of love that my brain is a jerk sometimes. Or it's funny how my brain just like goes off and does this thing. Like it's kind of cute when my brain like likes to make fun of my body, like because it doesn't mean anything. Sure, maybe I don't feel a lot of love from it, but I'm choosing to embrace all of it give myself a hug, not judge myself for it, not judge myself for not loving myself and accept like, hey, maybe not in this moment, but I know love is within me. I know love is possible for me. I know the future version of me truly loves past me and is grateful for everything that I do to help me grow and to help me learn how to love myself. My friends, it might be a long journey for you guys, but I promise you, in fact, It can be a short journey if you take the steps and tools to really dig down and look inside your mind, how do you feel about yourself? I would ask you the powerful question, do you love yourself? How much do you love yourself? What do you love about yourself? Tell me. Tell me, honestly, if you want to. Like, I would be happy to talk about it. And if you feel like you don't, ask yourself why learn and be aware of it, grow in this and really pinpoint if this is something that you desire for yourself, because as, you know, children of God, the universe, as human beings, just alone, whatever you believe, we all deserve love. That is the truth. And it is only when we all are starting to lean into the love that is within us, into just being and existing and accepting that the world will begin to change and be affected. We underestimate the ability of our being affecting our reality. And it's truth, honestly. I look deep within and see how is your being, how is your thinking affected your reality? My friends, I feel so much better about myself. I love myself deeply, truly. Not always, but a lot more than I used to. And it all became from a catalyst. Sometimes we need a little bit of spark, a little bit of juice. I hope this podcast can be that catalyst for you. But if you are looking for more, if you are looking for faster growth and accelerated learning, basically, an ability to feel this love for yourself, well, that's what I offer. That's what a free coaching session can look like is learning. How do you love yourself? Why don't you love yourself more? What is going on deep down that we can resolve? What is muffin head logic? is being held on to and considered truth when it's just a thought and we don't have to believe it, basically. I promise you, you will feel better about yourself. Just with the clients that I teach right now, it is amazing to see how much love is already entering into their life and how we are only just depriving ourselves from feeling good, making the world a better place when we don't offer ourselves self-love. Don't beat yourself up for it. Just know 
where you are, accept it, embrace it, recognize your feelings, and go to work. Go to work on loving yourself. And I promise you, this is the greatest work, maybe the hardest, but the greatest work that you can do for yourself, the world around you, for your family and friends, and just most importantly for you, and to be able to enjoy the life that you are living. My friends, I love you guys. I love me so much. And I hope you can love yourself too. And I hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to personally see how what I talk about can change your life forever, sign up for your free coaching call today. This episode was sponsored by my own journey of learning to love myself. And special shout out to Avery for signing up for my six-week program to begin that journey for herself too. And to everyone, keep it spicy.